0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. People are talking about Justin Fields going to the Steelers so much that the odds, when you look at it at a lot of sports books, are like minus 125, minus 150, like oh, a, a pretty big favorite. And some people look at that and they think, oh, it's going to happen. There's a lot of momentum towards it. But what it really is a lot of sucker fans out there for the Steelers that are going to put up a lot of money, in oh, yeah. Vegas is just oh, I already know in a, ton. a ton because they hear these rumors from Sheffy and they're like, oh, the Steelers might get Justin Fields. The insiders saying that they're close or that they're talking or that they're going to call the Bears, and then they just start flooding Vegas with a lot of bets. Let's, let's cash in on this. Let's also get a little bit of money in my pocket when we get Justin Fields, and you see those odds go down and down and down at sportsbooks to be in the minus because they have to. That's mm-hmm. how the casinos work. I just don't see it happening. I don't think it's in the Steelers' DNA, and I also don't think it's the smartest move ever. A, no guarantee that he's that good of a quarterback. There really isn't. He hasn't shown up in a consistent manner in Chicago to where you're like, oh, yeah, get me Justin Fields. B, you immediately have to decide about his fifth-year option. You have to rework his deal. He's going to cost you a bleep ton more money than any of the internal options would dream of Kenny especially for the next 3 seasons.
1: Well yeah, like if you bring in Justin Fields and I'm not saying I'm 100% against it, but like if you bring him in then and you're just, just, just so punting, much money. Like, you're just punting on Kenny. You Immedi- you imme- immediately you're saying immediately Kenny on not Kenny a,
0: and you're also almost as immediately paying forking up right. second deal money for a quarterback for a quarterback that you don't even know if it's any right. good or not. And
1: I'm not trying to say it's worth keeping Kenny around. It's worth seeing if it's in its third year he can really make it. Because the tape you've seen out of him in his first two years has not been promising enough either, but...
0: You know, they keep talking about Justin Fields on these shows and, like, mm-hmm. he'd be such a great fit, and Louis Riddickson get up yesterday like, yeah, you same. kidding me? Put Arthur action Smith, pass? Put him Arthur Smith? In, yeah, Smith. Right. Oh, first of all, he's also talking about all these great weapons that the Steelers have, and it's like, I swear if I hear another pundit Dude. on one side of the fence say how great the weapons are, but then also say Tomlin did a great job by getting the most out of a really bad roster, like, find some consistency with your takes. Do we have great weapons, right. or do we not, and we need to overcome them? Please.
1: I saw one of those fan- Accounts that has a big following saying, "Imagine this offense: quarterback Justin Fields, running backs. You're gonna crack. I'm, just let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish.
0: I know where you're going because Lewis Riddick was saying the same
1: thing. No, 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 no. no. Running backs: Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Le'Veon Bell, wide receivers: <laughs> Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. T. Higgins is gonna come to the T. Steelers. T. Higgins. That it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This guy is saying, that "Oh, the- put Justin Fields at quarterback, bring Le'Veon back, and then go out and sign T Higgins." I don't want Le'Veon back. But if you did sign T Higgins,
0: that's a great receiving court. I mean, that's it's just not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But but this guy is just like fanning, like gambling over this. It's this completely
1: fictional. Never going to happen and offense. Like
0: Pickens had a great year this year, despite the quarterback issues and despite being dormant in some games. Friermuth has yet to really get on track. Deontay has had good years, bad years, up mm-hmm. and down career. I'd say he had a pretty solid year last year for a number 2 receiver. Yeah, So yeah, like, for number 2. I think a they point. have the chance to have great weapons, and I think that I want to explore you know, what this weaponry can do. I'm not ready to give up on the dynamic duo at running back or the tight ends or the wide receiver room at the top with one one and two. But all I'm saying is, why are we just always talking? Like, they got everything in place on that offense. You just need a guy who hasn't done diddly squat in his career in Chicago to come in and he'll fix everything for that offense. It's, It's really bizarre to me that there's just no consistency with the talent on the Steelers roster takes. Like it's either, wow, what a great job they did overcoming some deficiencies, or man, it's such a great roster. All they need to do is get a quarterback in there. Um, but the Fields thing is just the money that it costs, the unknown about the unknowns that you have about Fields just doesn't really seem to be worth it for me. Um there's still not a guarantee he's better than Pickett right now for sure. Not a guarantee that Pickett doesn't become better than a Justin Fields. Like if you want to go on these shows and have the take that the Steelers need a quarterback, our weapons are amazing. They just need a quarterback. Then the guy you should be talking about is Kirk Cousins. If money's mm-hmm. not a problem, if it, that should be the guy, because he's the one who's shown you he's the consistency. Guy that's actually good right, right now. Right. Russell Wilson not that good oh, right now. Justin, Fields, I mean that, that I think is just such a joke. Well, the Russell thing with Wilson is he's he's dirt cheap. So that's like the only thing that should be. Maybe putting because Denver's front of... got the obligation to yeah, take like on dirt that contract. Cheap. He's not right? gonna get signed for anything big, but he ain't looked that great lately. Fields hasn't proven anything. Kirk has. Kirk was trending to be a top five quarterback last right. year and before he got hurt. Yeah, like the thing about
1: Justin Fields is that you know everyone's saying, "Oh, come to Pittsburgh, he's gonna do great." Well, look at. I mean, you're you're telling me the team he had in Chicago was that bad? I mean, sure they they finished with. Uh, The number one overall pick, or they got the number one overall pick, but that was via Carolina. I mean, they're, they're still a bottom five team. Like, I don't... You look at Pittsburgh and the state of that team, sure, it's better than Chicago, but do you really have all the confidence in the world? Do you put Justin Fields from Chicago to Pittsburgh and all of a sudden he's going to turn into Peyton Manning or 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 the next Lamar Jackson as the, as the best dual-threat quarterback who ever lived, I, I just don't have that confidence. I don't know why you would have that confidence. He's had a pretty decent sample size. He's bet Like, don't get me wrong. Would I like the potential to have Justin Fields on the team over Kenny Pickett? Probably. But am I, am I out here saying that Justin Fields fixes all? Absolutely
0: not. Right now, he is better than Pickett. Yeah, yeah. He but do st- I
1: think that Justin Fields coming to Pittsburgh? Am I going to be the one screaming? Oh, the Steelers are just a quarterback away, and that quarterback is Justin Fields, who's going to fix everything no. with all of his no.
0: mistake and injuries? Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I- I'm not as high on it as some of these other pundits are, but it makes sense. You know, they got to talk. They got to fill this airtime. They don't want to talk about other sports, so they want to just keep talking about football 24 seven. They got to fill it up with as many fantasies as they can, and. You know, I get it from that perspective because it it would be a, a needle mover if the Steelers did make that trade and did get Justin Fields as their starting quarterback. But since it's not going to happen, and you have all these great takes about what it would look like, mm-hmm. you might as well just pretend like it could happen, so you can get all those fire those takes right, yeah, off, baby. Instead of keeping them on the shelf because it never happens, and you know, breaking the glass in case of emergency on your fields to the Steelers takes when it actually does happen, you can't waste the take. You gotta, you gotta get it out there. So you just say, "I think," or "I'm hearing that Justin Fields to the Steelers could gain a lot of momentum." And then you get your Jeff Saturdays to be like, "Oh my God, what an amazing fit!" Or your your Lewis Reddicks to be like, "Arthur Smith play action game with him it would be incredible." Like, and now all of a sudden you're talking as if it's happening, and it's just complete fiction. I saw this, meme. and I also love. Sorry, I also love that's the sorry. reports that's like Steelers are expected to pick up the phone and call Chicago. It's like. Okay, that's like their job. Like any team should right. just check in or any have a team phone is call. doing the right
1: work when it comes to who's in need
0: of a quarterback. That doesn't just tell them me the level gonna of gonna interest it. that they right. have in him, but it's just the responsibility of any good GM who is at the helm of a team that has quarterback issues right. to place a phone call to a team that might be moving on from a talented quarterback. They're just going to say,
1: yeah, nah, not worth it to even have a
0: discussion. They're going to kick the tires on it, but it's still just a useless kind of report. Oh, they're going to call the Bears. They're going to have a talk. Omar mm-hmm. Khan's going to pick up that phone and dial. It's like, yeah, of course he is. He's good at his job. He's going to at least make sure that he turns over that stone and mm-hmm. investigates it a little bit. Don't think that means he's going to pull the trigger and bring in Justin Fields. Just just not in the Steelers' DNA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. I was talking about the ESPN article about who will be or with the biggest question marks for the uh, NFL, all 32 teams this offseason. Steelers is naturally who will be Kenny Pickett's competition for QB1. We talked about that all in the first episode, and Kamali mm-hmm. wrote the article about how if it's not Mason Rudolph, is it really that true of a competition? You know, Fields would just take the job. Tannehill would maybe not threaten Pickett that much. Um, but I don't think that ESPN is off base for... Whoever wrote this article for putting that at the top of their list, um, that was Brooke Pryor. Actually, the NFL Nations reporters just kind of were pooled and asked about their own teams that they cover. And Brooke said it's the quarterback competition. Yeah, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean it's been that way for three years now, it feels like every offseason, but that is the territory that you're in when your franchise is looking for that next QB, that next franchise guy. That's always going to be your biggest question in the offseason just not used to that around these parts for the past better part of the past two decades. But that's where we're here now. And until they find somebody that it's at least decent, this is at the top of everybody's list, everybody's mind when it comes to, man, I wonder what the Steelers are going to be like in 2024, 2025. It's all about the quarterback. Has to be. Uh, There is
1: no, I don't know if there's a bigger question mark around the NFL than there is for the quarterback position in Pittsburgh, just because, A lot of the other teams that have quarterback questions are either in the right position to draft a quarterback or they don't have a quarterback at all, so they're on the sweepstakes to get a guy like a Justin Fields or a Kirk Cousins. So it's not about, you know, what do they do with that position? It's just, you know, who are they going to go out and get? It's it's likely they'll do something. So when you talk about unknown, I really think Pittsburgh's quarterback situation looms as one of the
0: biggest unknowns around the league. Around the league, I would say it's... Pretty damn. I'm trying to like think. It's pretty damn pressing. Yeah, I'm trying to think like off the top of my head who has a bigger question mark. And the reason it looms so large is just because I mean, it's the quarterback position. And, and let's be honest, you're the Steelers. You're royalty, right? Like you, and you, you know, get talked about even when you're bad. By these. it's also because and you're not bad, first of all. But when you're mediocre is a better word. You they've still get also talked had, about had the, the quarterback time. for nearly two decades, yes. and now they haven't. Now they or now they don't. Rather, and it's intriguing to see a franchise like that kind of look for that quarterback position when they never really have. All right. Other things that the uh, NFL nation reporters list for the AFC North, Baltimore Ravens, how much more change will the Ravens defense undergo? They already have a new Mm. defensive coordinator with Zachary Orr. Mike McDonald left to become the Seahawks head coach. They also lost their defensive line coach and their defensive backs coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now they have to figure out how much of their defensive personnel they can retain. They have 13 unrestricted free agents on the Ravens defense including Justin Matabuke and Patrick Queen, two pro bowlers, and their two most productive edge rushers, Von Clowney, who's just—I think he just signs one-year deals now and is a mercenary. And then Kyle Van Noy, who was pulled off the couch mm. midseason and really effective for Baltimore. Yeah. Um, they got things they got to figure out on that defensive side of the ball. Now, Roquan is still there, and he is, I think, the straw that stirs that drink. Kyle Hamilton is a all-pro young safety. He's still there. They still have— Marlon Humphrey, who's getting older, but he's mm-hmm. still pretty good. Pretty serviceable, yeah. Like Matabuke and Th- Queen; those are big contributors, especially Matab- Matabuke.
1: Matabuke to me is the biggest. They got to sign him. Checklist Priority. to do on the off season for them. I mean, Patrick Queen for sure, but. I think think you can get get by with Roquan Smith without without Patrick Queen. I think think Patrick Queen is someone who can be easily moldable behind Roquan Smith. I think you put anyone next to Roquan Smith, and he can help them a lot on their own journey. You draft a talented linebacker, he
0: can can be serviceable there. It's
1: all about Matabuke, because then you have all three pieces locked up again. You have Matabuke up front, you have Roquan in the middle, you have Kyle Hamilton and company in the backfield, or rather in the secondary. To me, I understand I, I think it's an overall good point. How different can the defense look? Because it could look very different. I mean, you just mentioned the DC along with two two assistants all gone. But Matabuke to me is absolutely the biggest piece that matters for that defense. I think it could still be decent, right? With the with the overall good secondary and Patrick I'm sorry, with uh with Roquan Smith in the middle of the field, but you need that guy up front. And Matt not just is, isn't is just any guy up front. He is a stud for that defense. I think that has to be, first and
0: foremost, the number one priority for them this this upcoming offseason. And then I don't really know what I would do with Van Noy because, again, he was kind of at the end of his career. But I'd bring Clowney back. Clowney's been working yeah, around the league. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was pretty good this year. I think he was better this year in Baltimore than he was last year in Cleveland. So he spent the first 5 years of his career in Houston, obviously. 2018 was his last year in Houston. 2019 he went to Seattle, 2020 he went to Tennessee, then the next 2 years he was in Cleveland. Now he's in Baltimore for a year and now he's a free agent again. I mean, this guy is just working himself across yeah. the country right now. And not what I mean like But he can't... had a really good year with Baltimore. I think to the point where if the price is right and once you get Matabuke already signed, mm-hmm. then I, I would be open for him coming back. And if I'm clowny, why wouldn't you want why to Why wouldn't back? you?
1: Like I said, I think he had a better year this year than he did in either year when he was on the or on the Browns. And you look at the competition, the only team, right? You know, I'm talking about ring chasing. Like the only team you can say that, oh, who's got a better shot to win the Super Bowl is the Chiefs. Not every guy in the NFL can just go out and sign with the Chiefs, right? No. So you got to look at your next best best, best option, options which I Ravens think is the Ravens. Right there. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's also interesting to note that he played all 17 games last year starting in 15 of them. That was the first time he had played in every game of the season since 2017. Now he, there's moments where he played 15 games, 14 games, but he had at least missed a couple games uh since 2017 when he played all mm-hmm. 16. So and maybe it helps he with the lack year. of
1: pressure on his shoulders. You know, he doesn't have to worry about playing every game. Maybe that gives him the ability to stay healthier. Whereas when he was the number one overall pick in Houston, that was all on him. And then when he got to uh, Cleveland, right, it was all, okay, how deathly are the pair of of Clowney and Gara going to be? It was it was a lot of talk of that. And then you get to Baltimore, and it's just a little bit lesser. And, and you know, Matabuke is obviously the big name up front, so the 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 pressure's on as much as you sh- on your shoulders. If I'm him, I would definitely. If I'm just signing one-year deals left and right for the past however many years, why not just re-sign with
0: Baltimore? I don't know why you wouldn't either. They're a great option if you want to contend again. And like you said, you're very familiar with that, so it's not yeah. like you have to do like. Yeah, you were in Cleveland for the past two years, so there was some stability, but you've moved an awful lot, Jadivian. Don't mm-hmm. you want to just hang out in the same city? Baltimore's a fun city, too. The harbor, you like crabs. Sure. Yeah, they got great crabs down and there. And he's
1: already used to playing against the Bengals and the Steelers, so like, why not make it a little bit easier 100% that 100%, just way.
0: stay uh, right where you are. If the money's right, if the Ravens can't afford him, if the Ravens uh, do want mm-hmm. him back, I don't see why they wouldn't, though, again, if that money's right, the Ravens also lost their player uh, director of player personnel too. He went to L.A. to become the GM with John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh, excuse me. So like, when you're a team like the Ravens and you're arguably the best team in the NFL regular season wise, and like, you have a legit legit chance to win a Super Bowl, like this is your window is open and you need to walk through it this year, and you don't, and you get poached as bad as they have been, mm-hmm. it's tough to bounce back sometimes. They still have Lamar, though, which is the ultimate bounce right. back.
1: But you need that defense.
0: and Well, their defense was the best, one of the best in the NFL, maybe the best in the NFL this year.
1: And also you can consider it one of the best defenses Lamar's had during his time in Baltimore. Yes. I think he had a really solid – I mean, I think –
0: He's always had pretty good defenses. He's this always had – that's this the, that's the point I was trying to
1: make is that he's always had good defenses, as Baltimore is always a defensive identifying team. I mean, they're just the Steelers with
0: purple and black. They are. Right. I mean, we're the same teams. But I do think this this defense was a step above. Yeah, it was. It was legit. It, mm. it might be, for my money, the best that there was in the NFL last year. I know people were like, the Browns, the Browns. That's a, so. Uh, I'm going to go on a tangent here real quick. Browns' <laughs> defense being so great, they were the third best defense in their division. In their division. they were the, Now that the Ravens were the best defense in maybe the NFL and the Steelers were a top. Six top seven scoring, yeah. I defense. think people would
1: probably push back on you saying the Browns were less they than would 100 percent, but
0: like again, I'll just go, it's arguable. Oh, it's arguable, and I'm winning the argument because they're going to be like, Look at the yardage, and I'm like, Yeah, I don't think yardage really matters. I think it's about when, points you, when you allow
1: less points, right? That's what
0: really matters. So, um, but the Ravens at the top of the list in the North, and I think probably at the top of the list in the NFL this past year, too, with the Bengals. Pretty obvious, but what's going to happen with wide receiver T. Higgins is their biggest question mark heading into this offseason. According to this
1: fa- account of the Steelers, he thinks he's, he's coming, coming to Pittsburgh. To
0: Pittsburgh. Um, they've had the best receiving tandem in the NFL, one of, in since 2021 when Jamar was drafted. Uh, the trio, I think, is the best. When you add Boyd into the equation, you make well, it, you go from tandem to trio. I don't know if there's anyone that can boast three as good as that. I'm not,
1: I'm not maybe trying to Seattle, say Seattle, maybe. From, from a Pittsburgh perspective, Seattle's a good
0: one. Yeah, because Smith and Jigba really came on at the end mm-hmm. of the, the year the to the point end. where he's probably going to be above Lockett next year in the pecking. Oh, order. you think so? I think so. And Lockett, Smith right. and Jigba's
1: good. Like, so was Lockett, though. I, Anyways, you know. Not to say as someone from Pittsburgh that I'm excited to see this, but I, I bet you people— I'm excited to
0: see him potentially out of, out of well, Cincinnati. Well, what
1: I'm saying is I bet you there's a lot of people in Cincinnati who think Tyler Boyd's always been you know cast as this can only be the third stringer because he's been behind T. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase. I bet you you could possibly see a career year out of Tyler Boyd as the official number two if T. Higgins does
0: leave. If? Tyler Boyd's pretty old, though, or getting to be pretty old, He's older than both of those guys by a decent amount. I think he's probably yeah, I mean, he gave him to the league in, 32. what, 2018? No, I think it was a little bit earlier than that even. I've been watching Boyd at Pitt since I was in college. Tyler Boyd is going to be 30, so he's getting a little bit uh, he's, older. He's
1: at that 30-year mark, okay. Yeah.
0: But I think Boyd's a really good receiver, and – Boyd was the number one receiver in Cincinnati for for a little bit of a stretch when they were. 2016 really, is when he came into the league. When so he's getting really, old. Really, really bad. Right. That he was the number one receiver right. there. Um, you know, I don't know what the money. I haven't. I'm speaking out of ignorance right here. I don't know who's got the cap space or not. Like, Buffalo should back the Brinks truck up if they can for a T. Higgins. Oh, my any, God. What are they? Any, of course they any, should. But they might not have the money too, so I'm not going to hold it against them. Any team that has a young quarterback, though that needs to find their A.J. Brown, their, their Tyreek Hill I got one for with you. him. I got one for you. Go get T. Higgins. He's Trevor a, Lawrence
1: and the Jaguars. Yeah, it's a good one. He's they a, don't really have, like, like I mean, Ridley's Calvin Ridley. Ridley's a fringe but, number one right, guy. Right. Kirk's
0: a fringe. T. Higgins is a number one guy on mm-hmm. almost every other team in the NFL, not named Cincinnati, Minnesota, Philadelphia, you know, the ones with the top, top dogs. The on only there. thing about T. Higgins is
1: that he's – been in and out of the lineup. Yeah, he was hurt a lot last year and the year before. I mean, he is not a consistently healthy guy. He
0: also had the best catch of the season last year, though. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> so, it's
1: one. It was a game. Was a game winning or game, game tying? Game but was, then you have to like. It was important. As forget forget the game winning, game tying aspect to it. Just the physical nature of it, swinging his body 180 or 360, whatever, just to get the ball in the. It was incredible.
0: And, you know, like Ben Baby, who's the nation's reporter for Cincinnati, points out if he's available via free agency, if they open up to trade, like he's a number one option for teams in 2024 or beyond. So, like, teams are going to pay him a big contract. Teams are going to give up draft capital if they have to to get him because he's got six, five, six years in front of him, you'd think, at top-notch play if, of course, he can stay healthy. Um,
1: oh, you know what I was doing when do you were talking about Do team- you think
0: Cincinnati does the the bank? I'm just talking real quick about the – employment status, as far as the Bengals are concerned, um, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they franchise him. T? That's a lot of money for a wide receiver for a guaranteed one-year yeah. deal. But, I mean, you Gotta were supposed to, to be a Super Bowl contender this year and your quarterback gets hurt. Just just run it back one more year mm-hmm. at least before you decide to, to really blow up the wide receiver core. So swallow that pill, pay a lot of guaranteed money to a guy who's been injured a little bit recently. But I bring that trio back because... Like this was the year for them to get to and win the Super Bowl and Burrow got hurt and derailed it all. Do it again. Come back again with that same offense.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it would be a, a dumb move by them at all. You just kind of go all in on on this one year. And then you can say, "Okay, we've built the momentum to build to get our Super Bowl foundation and then you build off of that." You can say, "Okay, T, thanks for I mean, look at look at the Chiefs. You know, if you really buy into quarterback over everyone, The Chiefs got their one Super Bowl win with Tyreek, okay? And then since they've won two more without him. Mm -hmm. Even though everyone's saying, how could the Chiefs possibly let go of a guy like Tyreek Hill? He's one of the best wide receivers in the whole league.
0: Because they got that guy. No disrespect
1: to T. Higgins, he's not Tyreek Hill. If Mahomes can win without Tyreek, Burrow, Burrow can, can win without T. So if you franchise him for one more year, say, okay, let's try it one more time with this trio, go for it. And then if it doesn't work out,
0: say, okay, we tried T. Higgins. You can go ahead. And the college football wide receiver tree bears the most fruit than ever oh, yeah. in its history right now. You get great receivers fall into the second. Pickens was a second-round pick. I know he had attitude yeah. problems. But, like— you
1: get but him along with ten other guys were taken in the first tell round me a, if he had gone. Tell in the first me a round. class
0: you remember recently where it's been like bad class for receivers. I can't. It's always a good class. There's always a dog. Like this year, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, might be a top five receiver this He second might be he the number on one overall
1: pick if the Bears decide to
0: keep Justin Fields. I wouldn't hate that if I'm Chicago. He could be top five like Jamar Chase was his rookie year, the second he steps onto the football field. He's that good. So I can't remember the last time there was a bad class for receivers. Honestly, in a a a perverse way.
1: Not as deep. Like they're all all deep. deep.
0: In a perverse way, if I had to move on from a position, if I was loaded at a position, wide receiver might be the one that I want because I can just Mm -hmm. go to the draft and probably get somebody pretty damn good Mm -hmm. for a lot cheaper for the next four years. All right, the Brands. The Brannies. Can they land another big time playmaker? See, on I offense dis- or defense? I, see, I disagree with this one. Wait, what's, what's
1: the question asking? Playmaker just anywhere or playmaker just on offense? It says off-
0: playmaker. Uh, the Browns focused on bolstering the worst run defense in 2022, and they accomplished that. They signed Dalvin Tomlinson last year, played a big role in their turnaround. This offseason, they could focus on adding a prominent receiver. They already have Cooper and Njoku. Cooper's going to be 30, though. Uh, getting one more proven receiver could help quarterback Deshaun Watson regain his form, and that right there is where I think the biggest question still lies. Yeah. Is is he going to regain his form? Or even, you could just make it even broader scope with the quarterback position, is Joe Flacco your starting quarterback mm-hmm. next year? I, I, no offense to Jake Trotter. I know he does great work, but that's the wrong question. They need a big-time playmaker for sure, but the question is still going to remain what the quarterback looks like and Deshaun Watson regaining that form that he had in Houston before all of the disgusting allegations right. against him and him missing time for a suspension.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you could say otherwise. That the biggest question doesn't remain with the quarterback for Cleveland. I don't know what the franchise is going to do, to be honest with you, Tom. I, I I don't know if they look at themselves and say, okay, you know what, we had the comeback player of the year. He's probably not going to have a lot of juice left in the tank after that. I mean, look at his performance in the playoffs against Houston. So, whatever, we'll just move forward with the Sean, but... Are you really that comfortable moving
0: forward with Deshaun? I mean, you just saw Joe Flacco come in and look 10 times better than Deshaun had at any point when you're in Cleveland. And Joe Flacco was running on fumes. I mean, you saw that in the playoff game against Houston. Things kind of got away from him a little bit. He threw a pick six. But, you know, if you get a guy who's 38 years old to come off of his couch and look a lot better than the guy that you spent the most guaranteed money ever on in the history of the league, I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, how can you have much confidence in him finding that form and him and him bouncing back? It's a tough yeah. spot for them to be in. I love that they're in that I, spot.
1: I'm glad you said that because I was but, about but, to but say it myself. But here's the thing, though,
0: Jacob. At the same time, as much as you love that they're in that spot, they're a really good football team despite yes, those quarterback problems. They
1: really are. And I that, mean, like— Despite yardage versus points allowed, they still had a really good defense. The offensive
0: weapons are there. Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb is gonna come back, and this is what makes you smile a little bit because I love saying this to Browns fans in my head because I don't really ever run into many Browns fans, and I'm not the type to respond on social media. But in my head, I'm always just like, don't you guys like if you just had Baker Mayfield, like what would you, uh, what would you be right now? Like because right. he was pretty damn good down there in I Tampa mean, for a team that was probably worse than you were on paper. So. I, I, it's just like you you draft this guy first overall. He beats the Steelers in a playoff game. Don't want anything to do with him. Get Deshaun Watson. He stunks. He stinks and he costs so much more than Baker ever would have. Joe Flacco comes off his couch. He's great, but then you lose by like 30 in the uh, AFC wildcard game. The Texans just hang 40 on you. Hmm. Like Baker's down in Tampa. He's throwing 30 touchdown passes, having a great year. Numbers look good and leads that team to a division title and a playoff win against the defending NFC champions. Like, just hang on to Baker and imagine where you might be, Cleveland. You might be in an AFC championship game at this point. I'm not saying you beat Mahomes because nobody can. I'm just saying maybe you're playing for the right to go to a Super Bowl. Right. I'm sure... The way they botched that whole thing. On the opposite side of that? Even when they kind of find a decent quarterback at number one overall, they still botch it. Like, Baker should still be there. On the opposite side of that coin... I'm sure Tampa's biggest question is... Baker. Is Baker coming back? Well, how about how... This just tells you everything you need to know about how good Baker was last year. How about the leverage that he has? He has come out and said that he is going to wait to make his decision. He wants to come back to Tampa, but he needs to see who the OC hire is first. Like, that that tells you everything. That he has in a position where he can now decide, if I don't like your OC hire, then I'm just going to go look elsewhere. But if I like your hire... And maybe I'll come to Tampa Bay again. Uh, by the way, I scrolled down. Their biggest uh, question mark is will they re-sign Mike Evans? If they bring back Baker, I say why not re-sign yeah, Mike Evans?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, for a long, long, long time, we're saying Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans, number
0: one wide receiver duo. If Mike Evans re-signs and Baker comes back, likes the offensive coordinator to come back, I'd probably say they're— I'll pick them to win the South again. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be confident
1: because that division I mean, is division's the worst. Football, almost and it's nearly still impossible be. to
0: predict, but but I'd still pick them. I would still. Pick, I mean, the Falcons really did nothing to impress you this off season so mm-hmm. far. Maybe they'll get a quarterback. Who knows? Panthers look dreadful. The Saints, maybe the Saints, but yeah, they're like the I mean, oldest we... roster in the league, and they have the worst cap situation in the mm-hmm. league. So I just think the Bucs, if they run it back, they'll find themselves hosting another playoff game this year. I think you're right, but it's that division. Who knows? All right, just for fun before we wrap up the episode, let's see what the question mark is for the Chiefs because what the hell would you – what, what What's is What's the question? The, uh, uh, does Patrick Mahomes is left the question the is, is
1: the confetti ready already for I mean. next year?
0: Can the, the Chiefs question. keep their defense together is the real question. Well, Chris Jones just
1: yesterday at the parade said, I'm coming back not just next year but the year after that. Yeah,
0: we'll and see. And did it. you see his agent on Twitter?
1: No, it isn't He's like there. someone cut him off like with the beers like – don't be saying that's that. That's what I'm saying. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> like we'll see when they actually get into the the meeting room uh-huh. and the agent versus the team right. are starting to go through their. Negotiations. But the agent
1: was was playing fun with, like having fun with it. He was like, just someone cut him off, like they take could the beer lose, out of his. Here's hand. the guys
0: they could lose though as free agents: Chris Jones, uh, defensive end Mike Dana, linebackers Willie Gay and Drew Tranquil, cornerback Legarius Sneed. I want. Yeah, that's a big. And Sneed's the one on the top of my list so bad. Um, but they'll they'll keep. Um, oh gosh, I'm just blanking
1: on the Trent other McDuffie. Corner. He's McDuffie, not a free agent. and he's
0: the better of the two. That's why I think the Sneed's gonna go like, because they got they gotta sacrifice some of these good players. And like you said, McDuffie's better than Sneed. Mm-hmm. I think Sneed's gonna go, you know, having two really great corners isn't a luxury you can really afford when you're paying your quarterback buku money like the Chiefs are. I- Sneed to the Steelers, just, oh, I want to sink my teeth all in that. And you know what? That kind of makes me mad, too, where it's like we see these people talking about Justin Fields to the Steelers. We see these people talking about T. Higgins to the Steelers. And all this stuff that sounds good and if you're playing Madden would be great. Talk about luxurious Sneed to the Steelers in that kind of context. Talk about that right. because that would actually really help this team. That makes sense. And I think it's something that they could end up doing. Probably won't end up doing, but they could. Um, But those guys, even the Willie Gaze or the Drew Tranquils is something I wouldn't mind sniffing around if I'm the Steelers. Uh, Chris Jones has got to be the top priority for them on the defensive side of the ball, though. And I have to imagine if they do work out a deal with Chris Jones, it's not going to be another one-year deal. I bet they try to do two, three, four years, try to lock him up long-term. Um, and maybe that's kind of what Chris leaked out a little mm-hmm. bit in those beers. They've had some talks, and they've been like, we don't want to do the one-year deal thing, Chris. You don't want to do the one-year deal thing again this so let's year. Let's work really out try to get a longer-term longer deal here done. And then he has a thousand beers, and he's like, "I'm here for
1: the next five years." Mm-hmm. And the agent's like, uh. "If that's the case, if Chris Jones does get a deal done, that's, and he's all, back the, that's the Chiefs, all
0: the more chance that a Sneed isn't going to come back."
1: Well, that for that's important from a Steelers perspective, but even from the league-wide perspective. Even, how would you not just say immediately the Chiefs are the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year? They're not, though. It's the weirdest thing. It's weird. And, and and you know, you heard—you um, brought up that Mahomes was asked that in his press conference following the Super Bowl. You know, how do you feel that you're still not the Super Bowl favorite next year? And he goes, let him watch.
0: Well, it's yeah. something like that. He was just like, you know, I mean, whatever. It's just like, no, well— We'll see, we'll see. We'll he's see. there we'll when get there. Like, Chiefs are never underdogs. He just likes to right. keep saying that the Chiefs are never underdogs. Um, yeah, they got to bring back Chris Jones. At the same time, though, who who cares? I'm at the point now where it's just like, just throw the ball out, and as long as 15's healthy, yeah. you probably are going to win the Super Bowl. He's just he's just that good of a player. Uh, I'm going to spoil our top ten list, number one, uh, right now. Oh, yeah. It is. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start our position groups, current position groups. I know I teased recently we're going to do all-time quarterback rankings. We will eventually. We're going to start with our position group power rankings as we work through the offseason, and it begins where else but the quarterback position. And number one is obviously Patrick it's Mahomes. It's not even worth it's yeah, not even building, worth up, building the up the anticipation. Should we just
1: do it, since we're doing this one, just start at two when we start? And then work our well, way down.
0: We'll, no, we're going to start at ten, like always. But okay. just come on, like it's, there's no <laughs> there's no need to have what the, argument could you, you possibly have? Right, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Right. But we'll rank two through ten. Fill you in on who we think holds those spots next on the Steelers standard. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble